0: A Matter of Spirit is the Quarterly Justice Journal of the Intercommunity Peace and Justice Center. This article appeared in the Summer 2020 issue on Elections 2020. Proportional Representation, One Solution to End Voter Suppression by Mohit Nair. Mohit Nair serves as the Partnerships Director of Fair Vote Washington. He focuses most of his efforts at Fair Vote Washington on building an inclusive coalition of stakeholders and partners who are passionate about electoral reform. He holds a Bachelor of Science from Cornell University in Biological Sciences and a Master of Public Health from the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. I recently spoke to a community leader who said to me Many of our vulnerable residents are first generation immigrants do not have the privilege to be thinking beyond basic necessities. There are so many pressing priorities, access to health care, access to unemployment resources, and addressing racial disparities in testing and care, to name a few. Improving democracy in the way in which we vote seems tangential in this moment, except it isn't. How your elected representatives respond to a crisis partly depends on how accountable they are to the electorate. The accountability of elected representatives, in turn, depends on how well they represent the majority of the electorate and how much they have to worry about addressing voter concerns to keep their seats. In other words, we need competitive elections that do not just protect incumbents at all costs. We are in the middle of a pandemic in 2020, but this is also a census year, which means we will soon be redrawing congressional and legislative district boundaries. Every 10 years, the process of redrawing district lines brings forth the insidious power of gerrymandering, a practice where seasoned politicians manipulate legislative district lines to disenfranchise political and racial groups. This results in districts that snake their way in and out of the margins, with no rhyme or reason. Here in Washington State, we have a bipartisan redistricting commission, which reduces the potential for partisan gerrymandering. While the last commission had two Republicans and two Democrats, it was not exactly representative of the diverse electorate in Washington and the only woman on the commission was the non-voting chair. Admittedly, our process has resulted in less outrageously gerrymandered districts than some in states like North Carolina, but it has not been great at ensuring competitive elections. We still have a strong bias in favor of incumbents who are rarely redistricted out of their seats. A fair and functional democracy requires a vibrant and engaged electorate. Making elections less competitive and suppressing voting rights lowers voter turnout. And that is the point. By international standards, voter turnout in the United States consistently lags behind other member states of the organization for economic cooperation and development. For instance, 56% of the U.S. voting age population cast ballots in the 2016 presidential election compared to 80% in Denmark and 87% in Belgium. Turnout among young voters and people of color tends to be even lower, especially in primary elections. While a number of factors are responsible for low voter turnout, at the national level, intentional policy decisions, such as gerrymandering, make the problem even more entrenched. How do we fix the problem? One of the ways in which most democracies tackle this problem is to get rid of single-member districts altogether, create larger districts with multiple representatives, and use the proportional form of ranked choice voting Elect those representatives. With proportional representation, candidates are elected in proportion to the votes they receive. This eliminates the possibilities of unfair representation produced by gerrymandering. Simply put, rather than competing for one seat from one district, multiple candidates would run together for several seats in a larger election using ranked ballots. Voters would rank all candidates in order of preference. First, second, third, and so on. The first step is to count all first choice votes for each candidate. Any candidate who receives enough votes to reach a defined threshold wins a seat. Thresholds are calculated based on the number of candidates running. If no candidate reaches the threshold, the candidate with the least number of votes is eliminated. The voters who listed that particular candidate as their first choice now have their second choice votes counted. Similarly, if one candidate receives far more votes than necessary to secure a seat, those surplus votes are transferred to the voters' second choices. This ensures that there are no wasted votes and the process continues until all seats are filled. Gerrymandering is only successful in a winner-takes-all system, where 51% of voters get 100% of the representation. Under proportional representation, partisan or racial gerrymandering is ineffective. It doesn't matter where voters live or how district lines are drawn. Voters gain a stronger voice, more choices, and more civil elections by using ranked-choice voting. Ranked-choice voting expands the range of options for voters, said Lisa Iralt, director of FairVote Washington, a nonpartisan nonprofit dedicated to advancing ranked-choice voting in Washington state. Versions of proportional representation systems Have been adopted in 20 cities in the U.S., and Maine uses it statewide. Cities that use ranked choice voting are seeing much more civil campaigns, Ayrault said. That's because candidates don't want to alienate voters who are voting for other candidates first, but who might be willing to rank them second or third. Even in a normal election year, gerrymandering and tactics to suppress the vote are very successful at disenfranchising voters and discouraging young people from voting. And yet, 2020 is not a normal year. At the time of writing, there are already more than 1.9 million COVID-19 cases globally and 120,000 deaths. Sixteen states have postponed their presidential primaries as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. While Wisconsin forced voters to show up to polling booths in person, Alaska led the nation in extending vote by mail and using ranked choice voting. Washington voters have voted by mail for all elections since 2011, but more than 350,000 voters wasted their vote in this presidential primary election by casting ballots for candidates who dropped out of the race before March 10th. Imagine what could have been possible if voters had the option of ranking their ballots. As public health and politics intersect in these uncertain times, we must simultaneously ensure our communities have access to the resources they need while fighting for a fair and functional democracy. This is exactly the time to be talking about Ranked Choice Voting.